Well, it's my pleasure again to be here at St. Andrews. But I want you today to come back to our gospel lesson. We're going to focus down on one sentence of Scripture. That long paragraph, we're going to condense all of those ideas down into one passage that I'm certain you have never heard a sermon on before, which is surprising because it is this very subject that is the centerpiece of every Thanksgiving. Every table, every meal, every city, every state in this country, when they celebrate Thanksgiving, they either wanted to or currently are doing exactly what is written in this section of Scripture. That section I want you to think about today is consider the fowl. Consider the fowl. Now, for us young folks, the fowl, if you get there in your your identification of animals, the fowl is that feathered creature that flies in the air. Very important for us to recognize because what is Thanksgiving without a turkey? And so, as we anticipate Thanksgiving tomorrow, I want us to focus in on the foul verse here. Consider the foul of the air, or as Jesus says it, behold the foul of the air. Now, contrary to what you might try, the fowls that you are going to eat tomorrow, the ones that have been bred and fed to be on your dining room table, probably aren't fowls of the air. In fact, even if some turkeys may fly, yours certainly will not. Mostly because it's been frozen and roasted. It's been removed of its feathers. But consider this evening the fowl of the air. Or, as our Lord says, behold. Or, as we would say in our liturgy, behold means something more important than think about. Behold means something more than just look up. To behold is to study, to learn from, to inquire of. Behold the fowls of the air. Now, in the context of Turkey, it's a strange thing. But for Jesus, beholding the fowls of the air was the beginning of this entire section of Scripture. To begin with the fowls of the air was the beginning of understanding for everything that follows here. Because Jesus isn't making up a new idiom. He's not making up a new phrase. In fact, Jesus is quoting from the prophet Job, who in the 21st chapter says this way, says it this way, Who teaches us more than the beasts of the earth? And who makes us wiser than the fowl of the air? Who makes us wiser, he says, than the birds of the air? How does that work out for Jesus in this section of Scripture through a picture that you probably looked over. Now, if you have heard a sermon about the fowls of the air, maybe you've heard it put this way. Don't worry about tomorrow, because God's going to take care of you. If God takes care of the birds, certainly he'll take care of his sons and daughters. Don't worry about what you eat, because the fowls of the air don't worry about their own storehouses. They don't worry about going to their grocery stores, so you shouldn't worry either. But let's take a step away from that perspective. Those are all true. Be thankful for what you have. Do not be anxious for what tomorrow may bring. But here today, I want you to approach this sense of Scripture in the way that Jesus' first listeners would have heard it. 
They would have heard, consider the fowls of the air to be an example of what it means to find wisdom in creation. It is that God didn't give us the pictures and the animals and the natural conditions of our world as mere coincidence. It's not a circumstance that turkeys have feathers. It's not a circumstance that birds fly in the air, but rather these are pictures of the heavens put upon our earth. And so Jesus says, Behold the birds of the sky. Behold the birds of the air. Behold something special. And from this picture, you will find wisdom. Now to understand the idea of heaven or air or even beholding it, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of our Bibles where the idea of heaven, where the idea of air, where the idea of creation is introduced there in Genesis chapter 1. We begin with this language of, in the beginning God created. And he goes through these things that he created and says, of course, that they are good. On the fourth day specifically, he talks about a light in the sky, or two lights in the sky, a light to govern the day and a light to govern the night. Again, these are symbols, but also real things. We can look up at the moon and say this is not merely the idea of the moon. It's not as Wallace and Gromit might put us a creation of cheese, but rather the moon is a real astronomical entity. It can be measured. It can be traveled to. The moon really exists. But yet it says here in the scripture that the moon also tells us something about our world. The same thing is true of the sun. The sun, of course, is a sun and a star. But it's more than that. More than just the source of heat and life for our planet. It's also a symbol, the scripture says, of God's governance. The sun governs the day and the moon governs the night. The scripture says rules. See, inside the pictures of symbols, we are given a wisdom about God's creation. So when Jesus says, hold on a second, think about the birds of the air, there's a picture, a lesson, an idea behind the symbol. And so we have to, before we understand the meaning of this great bird symbol, understand what the bird flies through, and that is the sky. The sky is also called the heavens. Today we call it air or space. It's a symbolic boundary also called the firmament between heaven and earth. And as God was going about his story of creation, and he going about saying which parts of creation are good and which parts of creation are not worth mentioning being good, the firmament and the sky are notable here. You see, when God separates heaven and earth, there in the very first chapters of Genesis, he does not include that phrase, and it was good. He has light, and that's good. He makes animals, that's good. He makes birds and sea creatures, that's good. He puts light in the sky, that's good. But when he separates heaven and earth, there's no comment about, and it was good. Because maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't meant to always be that way. Maybe there is in the picture of creation an idea that the sky and the earth are going to become one. Jesus says, behold the fowls of the air. And he wants us to think about what direction our sky 
is moving. He wants to think of what direction wisdom flows. He wants to think about what is the perspective that we hold. Are we looking up to God or are we looking down to ourselves? In the context of this section of scripture, it makes perfect sense. Jesus says, don't think about the things of the ground, what you wear, what you eat, where you store things, what tomorrow brings. He says, think about the things of the sky. Think of heavenly things. Think about where even the birds fly. Look up. Look to the fowls in the sky. Because it's as the Psalms say, if we look up, the heavens declare the glory of God. And that very sky, the firmament, the Psalms say, show God's handiwork. And so, our Lord gives us a very important instruction. He says, if you only stop worrying and being anxious about what's happening here on the ground, and for the moment consider the birds of the air, you'll see what you have been missing And what you'll miss is what the Lord says is important to keep first, his kingdom. The bottom of this section of scripture, he says, seek first the kingdom. The result of considering the birds of the air is that you might seek first the kingdom, the heavenly kingdom, the kingdom from heaven. You might find our heavenly father as he is called here, our father from heaven. The perspective is always look up and see what is coming down. A picture that shows up again in Genesis as we see the dove descending upon creation. God coming down through the firmament to the earth. Sky down to earth. The same picture we see at the beginning of Jesus' ministry as the dove comes at the baptism from sky down to earth. And that's the entire picture of the kingdom that consider the birds of the air who exist in the sky and yet come down to us. Not only do we keep the kingdom first, but we pray as our Lord does that his kingdom would come down to earth, on to earth, as it is up there in heaven. Now our problem is we think of the air as empty space. We think of air as the places where God is not, as a distance between us and God. But God says here, consider where the birds are, because that's where I am, because I am coming down to you. The heavens, where the birds are, is where I am, where I am. That the kingdom is among the birds, the kingdom is among the stars, the kingdom is among the sky, in the space. Eternity, as we understand it, is coming down into our space. But the fowls we have for Thanksgiving, as I said, don't do much flying. The fowls we have for Thanksgiving are more like turkeys. They take residence on our plates, and our celebration, the fowls that we consider, live a very different life. Rather than being up here, we have created an entire holiday around the idea of Thanksgiving, around the picture of a fowl where we do exactly the opposite of what the Lord tells us in this very scripture. 
Isn't it interesting that these are the same scriptures that we've been reading as a church who has celebrated Thanksgiving since the foundation of this nation. And here is the very place where the Lord says, consider not what you eat, consider not what you wear, and tomorrow we will do exactly that all day long. Where is the gravy? Where is the turkey? Where is the cranberry sauce? What am I going to wear to this particular dinner? Who's going to sit where? Who brought the desserts? At a very time when we read the scripture, it says, consider not what you eat. That's all we will consider. Because we considered the wrong fowl. We thought about the turkey rather than the birds of the air. Now, you can't tell a Thanksgiving sermon if you don't tell a story about a pilgrim and an Indian. Or, as they make us say in San Francisco, a pilgrim and a native indigenous person. Yes. And so this story goes back a couple hundred years. A pilgrim takes an Indian with him hunting, as they want to do. And they hunt the entire day, and they catch two pieces of fowl. One of them's a crow, everybody's favorite. And the other one's a turkey. Hunting all day, they come home with a crow and a turkey. So the pilgrim, looking to his native indigenous friend, says, let's bargain out who gets to take what. And he begins to speak to the native. The pilgrim speaks to the native and says, Now, wampum, you may have your choice. And now pay attention to how the choice comes out here. Wampum, you can take the crow, and I will take the turkey. Or, if you really, really insist, I'll take the turkey and you can have the crow. Now, the wampum sat about there thinking... That doesn't sound quite right. And he looked up to the pilgrim and he replied, You no talk turkey to me. This is actually the origin of that that actual phrase. You no talk turkey is the idea behind the phrase talking turkey. This idea of a pilgrim trying to pull a joke over on a native person. But again... Consider the fowl. (laughs) Consider the fowl. We can't get very far in considering the fowl unless we go back to a quote that I hope Father Foose tells the young people here. When we talk about the company that young people keep, which is, if we think about the birds of the air, if we think about the type of company we keep, there's a great quote that says, you can't soar like an eagle when you surround yourself with turkeys. And I think that is also very true here. What we need to look at in this picture of creation, in the idea of the sky, is the very presence of the kingdom among us. What Jesus wants us to see is that heaven is here down with us. He wants us to see that even the birds recognize that God's presence is here. That human space has been invaded by God's holiness. That God tells us who he is in the very creation that we live in. And so, rather than thinking like a turkey, the scripture uses the image of an eagle. Something Not of poultry that's been domesticated for the purpose of eating, but something that soars. It's a bird of prey. It's something that is majestic and holding the glory. And this is, of course, what our Lord wants us to think about here. He says, is your identity grounded in human approval? 
Are you so concerned about what people will notice your eating or notice your wearing that it fills you with uneasiness, with anxiety? Or is your sense of purpose, of belonging, who you are, does it come from above? Now, the treasures of heaven, again, are mentioned in this section of Scripture in relation to the birds of the air. Because inside of this section of Scripture is a temporal statement. The birds of the air don't consider the future. The birds of the air have the blessings of God now. And so there is two directions I want you to remember here, that the kingdom of God is coming from heaven down to earth, but also that this is not a promise of one day things will get better. This is not a promise of suffer today because the blessings of God will show up tomorrow. But rather, consider the fowl, because today they have the kingdom of God. Today they have the presence of God. The treasures of heaven, as Psalm 46 described, are now. So consider the fowl. Consider the fowl how they bring down God's blessings, how they bring them and the kingdom of God among us today. And so tomorrow, as we carve into our turkeys, we'll consider the more fortunate fowls, not the fowls of the ground, but the fowls of the air, who point us to God's great providence, care, and identification of us. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the picture of your creation. Lord, we thank you for the presence of your kingdom among us. Lord, we thank you that even now, your promises to guide us, to keep us, your promises to hold and to bless us are not future, but present promises. Lord, remind us tomorrow as we enjoy the company of family and the indulgence of food that you are pouring your blessings out onto this people now and forever, that your kingdom truly is invading earth as it already exists upon the heavens. And now go in peace. May God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost bless you and keep you this day and forever. Amen.